Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Well, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Wow. Um, We've got some happy content. We've got a more live Mads now. Um, Your host is alive and well. Oh my God, guys, we've got, um, we've got some stuff to talk about. Life has been busy. Um, Life on the work front has been project after project, which, you know me, I love that. Um, I have a free workshop this Saturday, so you should join us. There's over a hundred people registered, literally losing my fucking mind. Um, that I get to spend Saturday, June 3rd with over 100 people from our community and teach you all about how to release your limiting beliefs through your subconscious and conscious mind. I'm like, I'm pumped. I'm amped. I'm riled up. I am ready to go. And at the end of the workshop, I'm going to be announcing the even bigger project that I have created for you guys. And it will be ready for you to get involved in and I'm just really fucking pumped I've also got a new website coming like within days of you hearing this because this is going up right after I record it because you know I'm a little late on the episode um we could talk about why that is um I've got some funny stories for you if you're like you know Mads I really just don't give a fuck about your you know life (laughs) Which, like, if you don't give a fuck about my life, why are you here on the podcast? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Um, But if you don't want the updates, you don't want to hear about my drunken escapade from last week and how I almost broke my leg, um, I will just timestamp below in the show notes, like, when we're actually diving into this topic. It's actually a really interesting topic, and I have some Q&A from you guys to answer as well. So I'm pumped, but a little delayed on this episode (laughs) because... Um, oh my God, it's just so funny because I have had so much work to do to finish up these projects and, um, like the workshop has been prepped for a while, but what I'm launching after the workshop has just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of work have gone into, I say hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. It's like hundreds of hours. Like it's not hundreds and hundreds. It's just like, there's been a lot of time that has been like put into it. And, um, I, you know, I still have stuff to do for it. Um, there's a lot more behind the scenes to a launch like this than I ever, ever, ever would have imagined or comprehended. And I'm so glad that I have, you know, a business coach who is like helping me with these kinds of systems, like best decision and best decision I've made for my business. Um, but on Thursday last week, oh, bless my heart and soul. I, the cafe that I I go to for co-working during the day, um, I've gotten like well acquainted with, you know, the, the staff there and we've become like pretty chummy and anyways, they have karaoke in the summer on Thursday nights and I went and, you know, had some drinks and, you know, met with some people, had some shots, they invited me out, we went to another karaoke bar and it was just a time and the thing about me is like I don't really drink I'm not a big I'm not a big drinker the last time I got drunk like this was last July and I think I think there was an episode where I was hungover and I told you guys that like we just had like a little bit of an insane pool party um and you know Anyways, the thing with me is if I go out and I intend to drink, like it's in the plan, I'm really good at like setting up like a mental semi-sobriety plan of like, okay, I'm going out. These are the drinks that I plan on getting. This is the amount I plan on having and this is the time I'm going to be home. And there's like not much room for negotiation with myself. I'm very disciplined in that sense. But when I arrive somewhere like last July or last Thursday at karaoke and it just happens to you know drinks just kind of happen and there's no pre-plan and it's a very in the moment thing uh I tend you know party mads she comes out and she comes out fucking hard and uh yeah would love to give you more details on how fun of a night it must have been um 
you know, I would, I, I don't, I can't give you many details. Um, and I think that that's just kind of funny in all honesty. I think it's very funny. I, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Madsmas on Instagram. You should totally follow me because I'm super fun over there. Did a hungover, uh, anonymous Q and A. You guys asked some really interesting questions. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, uh, you would have seen my leg the next day and actually it's gotten, it got a lot worse yesterday. It was the worst today. It's today's a little tingly. <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little numb. Um, but I, so I got home at like four in the morning and literally like just like passed out in bed. Like I washed my face. I'm always really good for washing my face no matter how fucked up I am. Um, but I get into bed at four o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning and around seven o'clock in the morning, six thirty, seven o'clock, because apparently I just can't sleep when I'm obliterated. I wake up. I'm still half drunk, not going to lie. And I feel this pain on my shin and I'm like, oh, what, what is that? You know, like, so <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, with the level of pain that I'm feeling, I'm thinking, oh, there's going to be a bruise the size of like a nectarine on, on my shin. <sighs> oh my God, you guys, it's the size of a full length ruler. Um, like, I wish I was exaggerating. I have pictures. I like it's so bad. I'm like looking at it right now. It is literally like, it's my entire shin minus the minus like three inches at the top and maybe three inches at the bottom. It's my entire shin. And then there are like other bruises around it. But like, I have one big bruise that is honestly like, like eight inches, nine inches long and about four and a half, five, like five, five inches wide. Um, Oh my God, the pain, the absolute pain I was in. And I looked at it and I was like, what did I do? So anyways, at some point I couldn't sit up all day. I literally like, I have never been, even in July, like I just like wasn't hungover like that the next day I was hungover, but like I could sit up, I could like make food, you know, I literally on Friday guys last week, I literally could not even sit up without getting the spins, almost throwing up and passing out. Now, I will mention that I got gluten poisoning um, pretty like late in the night. We ended up doing liquid cocaine shots, which used to be my favorite, but they have um, Jägermeister in it, which is just pure gluten. And I actually think that's why I got so sick. It's not the like copious amounts of alcohol that I had at all that made me so sick. It's the one or two shots that had gluten in it that made me fucking throw up and black out. Um, <laughs> fuck. But um, that didn't help. So I definitely had like, I'm still dealing with the gluten poisoning now and it's Tuesday. And so I'm kind of just like trying to like be kind to my body and my brain because gluten poisoning is not just like physical um, symptoms and effects. It like, it's very mental, like lots of brain fog and anxiety and it's really weird and it's it's just it's not fun so it just kind of like honestly though it's like the way I'm viewing it not that I need to be punished I don't, actually you know what I'm not even gonna say this because I don't need to be punished for having a good time and going out but it's definitely like you know it's just kind of funny of like hey you want to be like reckless and silly like just maybe you pay a little bit more attention to what's going into your body and don't fucking gluten poison yourself alcohol poisoning fine but like gluten poisoning maybe not no I'm kidding on both um, but it was a really fun time from what I remember, <laughs> if I can even, if I can even say that, um, but I was out of commission Friday and then I was out of commission Saturday as well. I ate for the first time on, so the last time I had eaten was like Thursday at 4 PM. I think I ate for the first time like Saturday at 9 PM. Like that's that's how bad this was. So needless to say, because I record usually on Fridays, that I was just like completely fucking out of commission. And then I was out of commission Saturday and I only felt like mentally well enough, especially with the gluten poisoning, to start working at like 6 p.m. Sunday night. So it's been a time. Um, so that's why the episode is late this week. And I'm sorry, I apologize. Um, 
oops especially especially because like I left you guys on like not such a positive note last week with like the whole grief episode but I will say I'm feeling a lot better since um posting that I really do think that I needed to just like put it out there and kind of release this like pressure of expectation from myself on like how to show up when I'm navigating hard things um because I feel like showing up without saying like what I'm going through makes me feel like I'm faking things and that I have to mask and now I just feel like I don't have to do that so um I appreciate all of the messages and everything from you guys and just like the understanding but I'm feeling good feeling better things are happening in life things are happening in business um and things are happening in my shin bone that is actually not broken um thank god one of my best friends is a nurse love you you're the best um, because I sent her a picture today because, oh my God, guys, don't, don't use Dr. Google. Just don't like, just don't. I have been, so the pain was excruciating Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then yesterday it was also like, like when I say excruciating, I mean the kind of pain that makes you nauseous, like the kind of pain that makes you want to throw up. And I was like, Hmm, that's not very good. And I found it really hard to like walk on my leg for like extended periods of times. So it was just kind of like a shooting pain in my, a part of my, my, uh, my shin. And I decided despite not taking like medications, like I really don't take medicine. Um, I was going to take some Advil just like for the pain and for the inflammation, obviously listening to pain relief frequencies, which actually helped a lot. I had a really good sleep the night that I listened to them. Um, I've been icing it. But today I woke up at like two in the morning, two seventeen in the morning, and I was awake for till fucking four thirty. So some sort of activation going on with me. How exciting! Um, it is exciting, but like it was fun being up in the middle of the night. And I woke up and my leg just kind of felt like kind of tingly, kind of like when like a limb falls asleep, but like not to that extent. And it's just been kind of tingly today. I feel like I'm kind of like not losing sensation because I can still feel everything. Um, But like, it's just, it feels, it just, some things are off. And so I got on Google and I was like, numbness with bone bruise. Because basically a bone bruise is when bones don't bruise the same way like skin and muscles and tendons do. um, Where they're just like, they kind of like get beaten, but they're soft and malleable. So it's not a big deal. Um when bones get bruised they actually get little cracks in them so it's not a fracture a fracture is like a clean well not necessarily clean but like it's like a cut in the bone as where this is like little cracks um and blood vessels and stuff are like kind of popped which is where the bruising comes in right and so I'm googling I'm like numbness with um bruised bone And like all of the forums literally said, if you have a like tingling, like you need to seek immediate medical attention because this can be like necrosis or something. Basically to say, like a medical term to say um, that my bone could be dying, could be rotting. And I got so anxious. So I like texted my best friend and I was like, nurse, what's my diagnosis? She's like, no, this is like totally normal. Take some Advil, ice it, elevate it, keep resting it, and you'll be fine. Um, but the pain is going down. I've only taken two Advil today. So considering that, and the, there's like relatively no pain, it's like kind of like on like a one, one to one and a half on the scale of 10, as where yesterday it was like, oh my God, like an eight at some points, uh, maybe a seven, eight maybe might be a little dramatic, but um, I feel like it is progress. I feel like this is, I think this is good. I feel like this is, I feel like this is good. So as of right now, I don't think it's broken anymore. It's not, you know, we're just going to choose a reality where my, my, where my shin bone is not broken from a fucking drunken stupor. Oh my God, idiot. Um, but yeah, today's topic I had mentioned I was going to do on Instagram probably about a month ago at this point, just because I think it's super interesting. And then it kind of came up in conversation in, um, in my DMs, um, someone had saw that I was doing some vegan meal prep and was like, oh my God, show us your ways. Um, and it also came up in my like anonymous Q&A as well, where someone had asked me like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? And I literally said dead animals because 
That's literally my answer. Um, so I figured, you know, like this is like the, the universe kind of like nudging me to talk about um, spirituality and food. Now, before we jump into this, like I'm giving a complete disclaimer. I am not trying to make you vegan. I don't give a fuck what you eat. Like dead ass, like enjoy your McNuggets. Low key, sometimes kind of jealous that you can enjoy McNuggets. Um, I can't eat them anyway because of celiac disease, but like I am not trying to convert you to veganism. And you're going to hear in this episode what I mean by spirituality and nourishment. It's not what you think. So I want you to stay tuned. I want you to stay with an open mind. Uh, and I'm not trying to convince you to eat one way or another. Frankly, I don't give a fuck. Um, I think you need to do what's best for your body. So let's, uh, let's jump into it, shall we? All right. So the whole topic of conversation today is what's the most spiritual diet? Veganism? paleo, carnivore diet, what should you be eating to be your most spiritually aligned self, right? It's a good question. I like the question. I also like the questions you guys submitted, so I'm pulling those up before I forget. Here's the thing, and I I also answered this in a different context in the anonymous Q&A. Spirituality, for the most part, is subjective, okay? Spirituality in and of itself is the experience of attributing a deeper meaning to life than that which can be seen with the physical eyes and that which is ordinary, okay? That's, that's it. So you don't have to, as a spiritual person be sitting around the fire pulling tarot cards singing kumbaya under the full moon okay you don't anyone who tells you that you need to do that to be a spiritual person is the furthest thing from spiritual okay they're in spiritual ego actually is what we would call that um we are here having a human experience and what we desire to experience in the human experience starting from you know, food all the way up to like our purpose um, is entirely subjective to what our soul has chosen. And I just want to preface with that because it's something that I think really needs to be like anchored into reality. It's something I've even had to anchor into reality. You know, like I had to years ago, I think two, three years ago at this point, um, really figure out like what does it mean for me to be spiritual? And I realized it just means me being myself and somehow, <laughs> you know, also doing what I do in terms of a medium. I say somehow in the sense of like, you know, not letting mediumship be all that I am and all that I do, right? And I've learned what practices for me are in alignment with what feels good for my spiritual practices. That's why some people love doing moon manifestations and moon rituals. And then there's some people who just could not care less. Um, And I think that's like a whole other conversation we could have on like, you know, spiritual practices. And I feel like this could be a whole series of like, what's the most spiritual? And like, the answer is none of the above and all of the above. So when it comes to food, you know, we're human beings, we're biological beings. And that means that we do have to nourish ourselves with food on this planet um, to survive, to live, right? Like we all, we all know how this works. We're all, we're all here. We're all eating. Um, A little bit about my own food journey, just so that you understand the perspective that I'm coming from. I have never since childhood been okay with eating animals. It's something that I remember very vividly at like six, seven years old, becoming a very conscious theme in my mind of wondering like why it was okay to do that. And I grew up and I'm in a family that is normal eaters. They eat gluten, they eat dairy, they, they, they eat the standard American diet, despite being Canadian. And that's okay. And I love them and, you know, it's good for them. And, you know, I'm super happy for them. But for me, it's always been an ethical conflict in my consciousness. And that's because as souls and in higher dimensions, the concept of eating anything with a beating heart and a face is like, you just don't do it. It's not a thing. Of course, laws of energy and incarnation and the forms that you take in higher dimensions are quite different than a biological human. So there's also that to consider. 
I think because I am so deeply connected with my soul and I have been since I was a toddler, right? With my first channeling experiences being in, in, in my toddlerhood. Is toddlerhood a word? Anyway, it's not the point. You get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> um, I think that that has played a really big role for me in understanding how my soul wants to fuel my physical human body in this lifetime. When I was 15, I was in sociology class and um, the teacher put on a documentary called Food Inc. I really don't know why because I can't remember in my memory doing a report on it. Like I don't think, I think he just didn't feel like teaching that day, which mood. Um, And I went home that day. I had cried that entire documentary. Claire Sentience was at an all-time fucking high during that documentary. And... I went home, told my parents I was vegetarian, and I remained vegetarian for um, years, years and years and years. I am not perfect by any means, and I really do struggle with restriction um, in the sense of like, if I am told not to do something, it makes me want to do it more. Um, And that's just kind of with everything. I was really rebellious in that sense as a teen. And I think it's just, you know, it's the Sagittarian nature. Like, don't don't put me in a corner. Don't tell me I can't do something. If I don't want to do something, I won't. But if you tell me not to do something, I'm probably going to do it just to spite you. Um, not so much anymore because I've also learned, thank you, Taurus Rising, that it's just really not worth it sometimes to just spite people for the fuck of it. Um, but I definitely have had that tendency. So in the last 11 years, I have been an imperfect vegetarian, an imperfect vegan, Um, because I, there have been periods where I've gone back to eating meat, um, dairy, not so much. We're going to, we can talk about that. Um, and these were during periods where, um, I, like when I first got diagnosed with, um, celiac disease, because at the beginning, like I got diagnosed with celiac disease almost what six, seven years ago. There was not a lot of like gluten-free quality food. Like the food was shit. Like it was really bad. And I just felt like I couldn't eat anything because that's the sad thing. Like I can't have vegan hot dogs because they're filled with gluten and it's so annoying because God, I love me a fucking hot dog. Oh my God. There are certain things I just can't eat. And I found that really challenging. So I had gone back on to eating meat for a little bit after that. And then... In 2021 and no, not 2021. In 2022, um, I was doing some hormone healing and I was advised by my nutritionist to try and incorporate um, some meat, some chicken into my diet. And I, I willingly did it. Like, don't get me wrong. She didn't force me by any means. It was something I was very open to, to try and understand the biological aspect of my body. And historically speaking, like when you think back to pre-colonization, like the, you know, hunting and and eating animals when we look at indigenous communities was a very, very spiritual practice. And I think that there is, I think there is something very spiritual about that. But I think because we are so far removed from that today, now in society, I think it's very hard to have that type of experience surrounding the animal products that you're consuming. And that's the main issue that I personally have with it. Um, Besides the fact of I just don't think it's right for me as a sentient, intelligent being to eat another sentient being. Like I just, for me personally, I don't fuck with it. Um, I stopped eating dairy... um, in 2021, 2022, because it upsets my stomach and it gives me acne. Um, it just, there are so many chemicals in, in dairy. And that's something that I really recommend everyone look into. Um, now there have been moments like on my birthday, my sister-in-law made a charcuterie board and I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. So, and even recently right now I'm on a kick, but I'm going to explain this a little bit more soon. Um, I was in like, I I said this on my stories the other day, I was in flex vegan mode for a little bit from like November to, what month are we? We're May. Probably until like, maybe like a few weeks ago, I had another activation. I think I had an egg a couple weeks ago. 
um, I was in flex vegan mode. And what I mean by that is like when I cook for myself and when I eat, it's vegan. But when I go out, um, like back home more specifically because my family is not vegan and there's like maybe one vegan restaurant in the entire town, um, I just kind of eat whatever my body is guiding me to eat. And sometimes that has been meat and sometimes eggs. Um, very rarely dairy. I'm like really trying to stay away from that. But recently I have gone through another activation and this is the thing. And this is what has really been on a spiritual level. There's two things that have happened to me on a spiritual level. And then there's things that have happened to me on a physical biological level that have really just shown me that veganism is where I am meant to be, at least right now. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I really don't see this changing. Um, on a spiritual level, every time I have come out of some sort of really, really deep, high-level, transcendental meditation, activation, ceremony, shroom trips from a couple of years ago, I wouldn't be able to eat meat um, or like animal products for like a month after I would look at it and I just, it was not in a vibrational, it was not a vibrational match for me, okay, because of the transcendence that I experienced because I was more connected with my soul and the more connected I am with my soul, of course, the more connected anyone is, I shouldn't say that, but the more connected I was with my soul and the more I remembered what, you know, what the frequency of my soul was, it was very, very hard for me to justify being like my soul and integrating my soul yet also eating these products, um, these animal products. And this happened to me again on my birthday and I woke up the next day and I looked at the eggs in my fridge and I was like, I can't eat them. I, and I have only eaten eggs twice since mm, three times. They were in a batch of cookies I made at Christmas. Um, and I feel like if I don't see it and I don't have to cook it, maybe it's fine. The smell even, I don't know, these last few weeks, my body's on something else right now. My body is my body's doing some shit right now. And I just, I, the idea of an egg right now, I like literally can feel it in my chest and my throat. Like it makes me want to fucking vomit. Um, same with meat. Same with, you know, dead flesh. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's what you're eating. It's dead flesh. Sorry to break it to you. Like you got to make your peace with that if you're going to be on an animal diet. Now, I have really incredible friends Everyone in my life, I don't know anyone who's vegan, to be honest with you, other than some of the people who DM'd me. Like, I really don't know anyone who's vegan. Um, and, like, a few people in the Mads Mess community. Like, that's that's it. I don't know a lot. So I need you to know that I hold no judgment. And I honestly, I, I really admire one of my friends, she's my nutritionist. I really admire the way that she consumes animal products because she really is sourcing them properly. And I admire her for that. Um, and her family for that. I think it's really, really beautiful. It's just, and I had a conversation with her explaining to her, I was like, it's just my body can't right now. Like I, I understand, especially with the biological makeup of the human being that there is likely on some level a need for animal protein because there is carnivore genes in the human, like the genetic structure. I just don't believe that it's as high as society has led us to believe. Like I feel like society says you 100% or 90% need meat and animal protein in your diet. I think it's like 5 to 10% to be quite honest with you. And like when I intuitively tap into my channel, that feels incredibly accurate, like at most 10%. Um, which if you look at, if like, you know, seven days a week, 21 meals, is 100%, like 10% of that, like what would that be? Like let's not even try to do math. My brain cannot handle it. But like that's not a lot of meat throughout the week. But people are having meat like three times a day, which is fine. Again, I'm not – it was just – I think there's just like this whole like weird social culture around it too um, of like you need animal protein. And it's like, you no, know, you need protein. And yes, you need, you know, iron and things like that. And there's a difference between heme iron and non-heme iron. One comes from plants. One comes from animals. Um, I have been taking an iron supplement since, you know, eating vegan just because I, I felt myself getting a little lethargic. But I will also say anemia, very common with people with celiac disease. So, you know, and it's not full-blown anemia. It's just like I'm just a little low on my iron. Um, so that's kind of like where I stand with it all. Now, what really pushed me this time around um, was in the winter 
like I want to say December. It was nice enough out. Anyway, I was walking home from the gym and I had like barely, barely, barely brushed my arm up against my chest, against my tatas, and the pain. And I was in like follicular, so like my boobs shouldn't have been swollen. They shouldn't have been sore. They were so swollen and so sore. And it was something I had been noticing over the last few months. And I got this, and I was wondering why. And I got this download from my higher self that this has happened to me twice before. Um, where I'm eating chicken and regardless of the quality of the chicken that I'm eating, because chickens are fed hormones, even though some of the stuff I was buying was labeled hormone free. Tell me about these labels, spirit, like what the fuck's going on? They're duping me. Um, was the hormones from the chicken were causing my boobs to swell, to literally engorge and they became incredibly painful, um, and huge like huge. They are literally half the size right now um, since completely eliminating that. So that was for me, that was like my body screaming at me because I was having some hormonal breakouts too. I was having a lot of hormonal acne. I haven't had any, I've had the very odd breakout recently, like very, very odd since being really, really, really into my vegan diet. Um, I say diet, but I don't mean like diet, like like diet culture. I mean just like my like food lifestyle. And I just know that this is where I am meant to be in this food journey that I'm in. I feel my lightest. That was the other thing too. The immediately when I started eating um, chicken in 2022 to help balance hormones and to kind of help with that stuff. Um, I noticed that my like energy field, like my, my auric field felt very cluttered and very heavy. And the minute I stopped, it completely went away. So, you know, maybe that's just a me thing or maybe that's just a meat eating thing. I don't know. I think it depends on the person. I think it depends how like how you resonate with it. One thing I know, part of me that has been studied in psychology is um, if you eat food with guilt, cookies, chocolate, cakes, meat, anything. Your body does not digest it the same way it does if you eat something with joy and peace. And I think because every time I was eating meat and animal products, I was eating it with guilt. I think it just wasn't processing the same in my body. Having I've, I've read those research papers. They're incredibly wild to read. They're like really fascinating. So when I say this to you, I'm saying it to you because this is my experience and this is what has worked for me. This is what feels really good for me. And I honestly don't see anything changing. I eat so much healthier as a vegan. I eat like I'm getting all of my nutrients. I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling energetically clear. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling so connected spiritually to the food that I'm eating and the recipes and the meals that I'm creating. I'm getting real creative in the kitchen. I'm having a real good time in the kitchen. I love being in the kitchen. Oh my God. Like, I love it. Like, I'm on my wife shit right now, TBH. So for me, this is what has been working. Um, For you, that might not be a thing. For you, you might say, hey, I really like eating meat and it works for me. And to you, I say, wonderful. Enjoy it. The only thing that I would say is just source your your animal products properly. Hormone-free, grass-fed. Like those antibiotic-free, like those are the things you got to look for because those are the things that are cluttering and causing toxins to move through your body and to take root in your body. So that's the one thing that I, I would personally recommend looking out for. Um, and I think when it comes down to like the gluten thing and paleo diets and keto diets, Gluten is not um, bad for you, but what's happening is the preservative, the chemical preservative that they're putting in gluten products is what's causing these intolerances and these irritations and these wheat allergies for a lot of people who don't have celiac disease. Celiac disease is a completely different thing. And so a lot of people who are struggling with um, stomach issues and food issues, it's actually because of the the chemical preservatives that are in um gluten foods Um, and this is why you can go to Europe and eat gluten foods and you have no problem it has to do with the preservatives so there's some really interesting documentaries about food and like the food industry on Gaia.com G-A-I-A 
Um, you do have to pay after seven days, but there's some really interesting stuff on there that you could learn about in all areas of, you know, spirituality, metaphysics, things like that. Joe Dispenza has a really incredible uh, series on there called Rewired. I've watched a couple of times. It's really nice. Um, so that is, that's kind of like where I want to stand with this. So like there is no spiritual diet. The spiritual diet is the one that makes you feel alive, energized, rejuvenated, and ethically and consciously good. Okay, so that's the basis of it. Um, now, when it comes to veganism, you you got to eat well, okay? Because there's a right way to be vegan and there's a wrong way to be vegan. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. If you're eating like vegan TV dinners and vegan mac and cheese every night, like babe, you're not gonna do well. Like your body's gonna quit on you. It's not sustainable. Um, you need to be eating protein. You need to be eating tofu, beans. Um, you know, edamame, tempeh. Um, there's one that's called seitan. It's fucking full of gluten. Um, so I can't eat it. And honestly, I've had it before, before I got diagnosed with celiac disease. I did not like it. It was not, it was not nice, but hey, you do you. You gotta, gotta, gotta eat your protein. Um, one thing that I have every single day to make sure that I'm getting my protein because you should be eating, um, I think it's two thirds of your body weight or three quarters of your body weight in grams of protein every day um, to make sure I'm getting my grams of protein. I have protein powder. Um, I have a protein smoothie every morning. I really like the Look Organics um, vanilla protein powder. It has four ingredients and it has uh, an amino acid um, like structure, like build in it, um, which is super helpful if you're trying to gain muscle because you gain muscle through amino acids. Like that's that's where it gets built. Um, so I would really recommend them, um, uh, make sure your, your protein powder is clean. Like you, there shouldn't be any gums in your protein powder. It needs to be clean. Um, I think Organifi also has really, really great protein powder. They have a chocolate one too. I kind of want to order it and try it and make like, like chocolate shakes and stuff like that. I don't know. It sounds good, but I do that. That gives me like 25 grams of protein. Like first thing in the morning, cause I add peanut butter to it. My milk has a bit of protein in it. Um, you also want to make sure like your fat content is really good. So like avocados, coconut, coconut oil, coconut milk. Um, this is going to be super, super helpful for your brain. So just make sure you're doing your research. If you're on a vegan diet and you're eating well, like you need to get creative. You need to cook. If you need to meal prep, I know I need to meal prep or else I will not eat. That's essentially just like kind of the, the way my life goes. Um, I will get way too busy and way too involved in things that are, are not food related. So um, get creative. Pinterest is really, really fun. Um, fruit is great, but it doesn't give you protein. So get creative. Burrito bowls, quesadillas. Like there are just so many fun ways to get, again, creative in the kitchen as a vegan. So um, that is what I'll recommend there. But yeah, just to kind of like sum it up, there is no right or wrong way to eat. You just need to eat ethically and you need to eat in a way that is good for you. And in all honesty, I think most vegans eat better than like meat eaters because we're making sure that we get all of these nutrients, right? Like meat eaters, no offense, y'all don't eat a lot of vegetables, the majority of you. Like I know some that do, like my close friends eat really well, but like some people just like, they have like a quarter cup of broccoli so that's like three florets of broccoli, a cup of rice, which fine. And then like one or two chicken breasts, which fine. But it's like, you need your greens too. You need your vitamins. You need like, you need that. And I just feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just what I've observed. I'm sure obviously not every meter is like that. But um, anywho, we've got some questions to get to because you guys sent me some um, questions in the question box on Instagram. So I want to get to those. Um... Someone said, how was your transition from your previous diet um, lifestyle to going vegan? Honestly, I'm not strict with myself. So, and I never will be. Um, I'm not saying that I'm a diehard vegan. I'm saying that I eat vegan because um, I do. I cook vegan. You will not find meat or dairy or eggs or animal products in my home. Like you will not find it here. It does not exist in my home. I will not cook it for you in my home. Um, you want to eat at my home? We're going to eat vegan. You're going to enjoy it and you're probably, you know, you're going you're gonna to have some toots later because you're going to eat black beans for the first time in your life. Um, so the transition, I mean, it's been 11 years. So it's, it's been pretty easy. I always feel better when I'm on 
a vegan diet. Like I always feel better. Um, I'm obsessed with tofu scramble right now. So I'm living my best breakfast life every single morning, to be honest with you. Um, my hormones are helping me. Like they're really balanced out. Like it's really helped my hormones and like mentally and energetically and spiritually and consciously. Like I just feel so good. Um, I can't really tell you what it was like when I was 15 because I don't really remember. Um, it was really easy though to just say no, to like look at a piece of meat and be like, that's a dead animal. No fucking thank you. Um, again, there have been moments in my life where I talked about earlier where, you know, I have fallen back into it and it's never felt good for me. So I feel like I'm in the place where I need to be with my food and with the food lifestyle that I am choosing. It just, it feels completely right to me. Um, maybe that will change one day. I don't know. Maybe it won't. Maybe I will be vegan forever and maybe I'll re raise a bunch of little vegan babies. Actually, you know, it's funny though. That has actually, that was always my dream. Even when I was vegetarian and I was still eating eggs and like dairy, I really, really, really wanted to raise my kids vegan. And part of me now is wondering if that's like the souls of my future children being like, mom, we're vegan. So I wonder, I like genuinely wouldn't actually be surprised if that was a thing. Um, so yeah, it's been a pretty seamless transition and kind of like I was saying on Instagram a couple days ago when I go like flex mode, I, I'm not going to shit on myself for that. And there are vegans out there who would say you're not a vegan then. And like, okay, like that's your, that's your decision, whatever. You can't really label me as something, but that's whatever. It is what it is. I think I just don't like being strict because when I say to myself that I can't do something or I can't have something, I just, I've had some issues with food in the past and I don't want to like restrict myself. I don't want to get into disordered eating. So if I want something, I'll have it. Right now I'm in a phase where I can confidently tell you like I'm not touching it. I'm good. I'm fucking good. I don't, I'm good right now. Like I'm real good. I'm, I'm good with my cashew cheese, which actually is so much better than regular cheese. Just saying like, I'm good with where I'm at on that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with never touching it again. Tomorrow might be a different story. I doubt it tomorrow, but like maybe a month from now, three months from now are a different story. Maybe when I'm pregnant, I get all these crazy cravings for chicken nuggets or something. I don't fucking know. Um, so I feel like that has really helped me just kind of like be intuitive with it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm in a mood right now. I've been in a mood for the last like three weeks because um, I had some animal products um, around Mother's Day. And oh my God, I just like felt like ass after. I felt like horrifying. Um, and I also just like don't feel comfortable cooking it. Like I really don't, I can't, I can't touch it. So I don't know. It's just been, it's been a journey, but it's honestly been pretty seamless because I feel like I'm doing what my soul and my body are asking of me because my boobs feel normal again. My hormones are back to normal um, and my auric field is very clear. So um, someone asked, what are some tips for someone who would like to have a high protein vegan diet? Uh, well, definitely lots of peanut butter and nut butters and like seeds and nuts in general. Um, tempeh is my favorite. Tempeh has 18 grams of protein per serving, which is fucking incredible. That's like, I think, and I think, um, tofu is usually somewhere between 13 to 17 per serving, but tofu is less filling than tempeh. Tempeh is a little bit heavier and, you know, you add your sauces and stuff to that. Like it's, it's really good. Um, you want to make sure that you're having protein at every single meal. So I would really, you know, encourage things like bean salads and adding organic edamame and, you know, um, all of those things to different salads, chickpeas, roasting chickpeas. Um, you gotta, you gotta have beans, you gotta have tofu, you gotta have tempeh, protein powder. Like you've got to have all of that. If you can get 20 to 25 grams of protein per meal a day, um, that's like an average of 20, 40, 60. It's like 60 to 75 um, grams of protein in a day. Um, that will be really good for you for the most part. I mean, that's how much I'm eating. Um, there is someone on TikTok who I follow. I can't remember her name, but she has like 130 grams of protein, vegan protein in a day. And I'm like, yes, you go girl. So I would maybe just like TikTok it um, because I feel like there's some really good stuff on there with some really healthy vegans. 
Um, what are spiritual foods? Honestly, this is a really good question. Spiritual foods are whole foods. So foods that are grown from the earth. So not your Oreos or Doritos, but your grains, your fruits, your vegetables, um, potatoes and things like that. Those are spiritual foods because each of those foods is actually energetically attuned to help you balance certain chakras. And I have a post on that on my Instagram. If you scroll all the way down, um, it's like foods to balance your chakras. Those are spiritual foods. Those are whole foods. And that is that. Um, someone asked how you've personally navigated times where your innate values have contrasted your body's needs for a temporary shift in diet to incorporate certain nutrients and deficiencies. See, this is the thing. I don't believe in this. Just to be blunt with you. If you are doing veganism right, you do not have deficiencies and you do not, you're not missing nutrients. And I also think that if you are living according to your innate values, your body is going to respond to that. For example, my body and my innate values do not like animal products. My body does not react well long-term to eating animal products because my innate value, my consciousness, my frequency is not attuned to that. And when I'm eating against that energetic attunement, it affects my body in a negative way. When I'm eating in alignment with that energetic attunement and my what it works for me morally um, and consciously, my body also responds to that. It's frequency matching. Like it, let's, let's, let's just bring it back to frequency matching, right? God, I love frequency matching so much. Um, so I haven't really had to navigate that. I didn't start eating chicken in 2022 because I felt like I had to. I took the recommendation, which I'm glad I did because in all honesty, I would not be here right now. Like if I hadn't, like I think I wouldn't necessarily be the healthiest vegan if I hadn't done that and hadn't learned like what exactly my body was needing. Um, supplementation is also great. I take supplements. Um, I take B vitamins. I take ACEs. I take stress calm and ADR, which are like not necessarily like nutrients in terms of like, um, diet. I take a probiotic. Um, but like they're just extra nutrients that my body, magnesium, for example, that my body needs that most of our bodies need because we're fucking deficient because of the pollution and the stress that we experience here in society on earth. So, you know, I think that that's, I think supplementation is necessary for people who, regardless of what diet lifestyle you're, you're having, right? Like that, that you take part in. But I personally, from my experience, my body has never reacted well to eating out of alignment with my moral values, if that makes sense. Really great question. I really like that quite a bit. Um, and I, I, I can't really go anywhere else with that. Um, so that's, that's where I'm going to leave that. And then the final question is, does animal flesh carry experience trauma? Yes, 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 and yes. Um, especially if you're not careful with where you're sourcing your animal products from. That's why I really admire my friend who's a nutritionist because she's so good. Her and her family are so good at sourcing their animal products. Um, and I, I, that's something that I so truly, truly, truly admire about her. But if you're just buying like random chicken and random God knows whatever, these animals are being, I, I can't even like get into it. Just watch Food Inc. Google Food Inc. Food and then I-N-C dot. Food Inc. I promise you, you're going to see the conditions in which animals are raised in and you're going to be like, oh, of course they have trauma. They're literally in a trauma response. They're in a stress response, which means there's adrenaline coursing through their blood, which means their muscles which is the meat that you're eating, are absorbing the adrenaline, which is spiking adrenaline in you, which is spiking your cortisol, like adrenaline is cortisol, so spiking your cortisol levels and your hormones, and then your thyroid's going off. And then when your thyroid's off, everything is off. Like, So yes, it does. Um, buy farm fresh. Maybe get to know the practices of how the farmer does their thing um, with taking the life. I don't fucking know. And buy, like, and free range is also bullshit, by the way. Um, free range is not actually free range. It's not the same as farm raised animals. It's just another lingo that says they're traumatized, but they're not as traumatized as like the non free range are, but they are like, it's a clusterfuck. Um, so yes, it does. And it has a huge effect. And in all honesty, I think that's why my energy field, um, like my auric field felt so cluttered. Like, I feel like I was just absorbing that. I'm also so much more calm as a vegan, that's like a, something I'm just like kind of realizing now. My anxiety 
and my like physical anxiety symptoms, like my stress levels in my body and my adrenals have done so much better over these last several months than they did at all when I was eating animal products. So yeah, Um, I hope that that kind of helped answer your questions or at least gave you like some sort of like new perspective on, you know, food and spirituality. Again, spiritual foods are whole foods. They come from the planet and the most spiritual diet you can be on is the one that feels good for you, is the one that rejuvenates your body, it's the one that lights you up. So anyone who tells you otherwise, vegan, carnivore, paleo, keto, whatever the fuck, um, they're just trying to like impose their way of being onto you. Um, So do what's best for you and ignore that shit. Um, I think there's no reason to say that one diet is better than the other other than for personal preference and how it affects your body. There are things like, you know, like you don't need that much meat to sustain yourself. You really don't. Um, Everyone's deficient in something because the food is so heavily processed and, you know, sprayed with pesticides and stuff like that and herbicides. So, you know, we're, we're missing things because of that as well, whether you're a meat eater or a vegan or a vegetarian. Um, so I think it's just those things that we have to look into, like the, the factual evidence behind it and then find a way to, despite what diet lifestyle you're going to choose, make sure you're getting the nutrients and you're getting the most high quality food in your body as well, because your food is a, your food is a vessel, your body is a vessel and you need to fuel it with food. Like it is a beautiful vessel because it is. So anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, again, there's a free workshop on releasing your limiting beliefs through the conscious and subconscious mind on Saturday, June 3rd. It's free. Register below. I will see a hundred plus of you there. And in the meantime, go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you.